Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Sounds from the 70s with Gary and Rob. Coming to you from the not very spacious Winchester building in the downtown metropolis area. And stop reading the script. I hate when I give you a script <laughs> because you read the script. I just look for the key word where I'm okay now. I know when I'm needed. You're not needed to way down at the bottom of the script, so don't even worry about it. But I need the key word, otherwise, I'll be standing the there. The key word is under weather because that's what the show is all about today. Under weather, being and doing the show under the weather. And I'm sure the band we were uh, reviewing tonight, uh, they were under the weather for that period of their recording history. <laughs> to clarify that, we are doing a two-part uh, special on bands carrying on without their lead singer. Uh, and after their famous lead singer has either departed by leaving or departed by leaving to another destination if you know what i mean and tonight is the doors who felt extremely under the weather because jim morrison died and they had to carry on without him they didn't have to but they did he was like always doing strange drugs that death must have been a a heck of a trip it's a heck of a trip man so (laughs) we're doing the we're reviewing the doors other voices album from 1971 and uh, I'm not feeling too good today, so we're we're struggling. We're well, not we. I'm struggling today. Rob's laughing. Rob's feeling good today. <laughs> you know what mm. happens if you die. <laughs> I have to somehow get your body to lose front lawn. You got you got to get your own Jim Morrison. Is what you got to do. My own personal Jim Morrison. Yeah, you have to replace me with somebody. Oh, I need someone with presence. I know no one. <laughs> you could pretend to be somebody else and do like do the whole show yourself what do you think about that rob yes sir so <laughs> the only intelligent conversation i ever had <laughs> man you're right all the time over there mystery host and you look good <laughs> uh yeah i'm not doing that see i wrote this this is the this is for anybody who listened last week we didn't uh we couldn't get a hold of the script that i wrote so, mike's fault 100 percent. oh it's it's uptown mike who we didn't mention last week for the first time because we didn't have a script <laughs> but our producer uptown mike screwed up big time last week so i'm kind of and because i wasn't feeling this well this week we're, we're using the last week's script which we're not reviewing the damned, 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 damned. Even though I, even though I have it written a couple times in the script. Yeah, to cross it off a few times. And I, to, I got to cross off a few things. Like it's not hot this week, so we're gonna uh, not talk about how uh, hot it is. Because it is. It was hot last week. We'll save that for a week when it's hot. Yes. You know what? We'll save that bit, which wasn't really a bit. It was a comment for a week when it's hot. Man, this show's good. You know, <laughs> last week we had a bummer of a show, and I can just tell this week we're actually going to have probably our first two bummers in a row. No, this is going to be like a rebound of monuments. You, well, you, you got to carry me through, man. You got to carry me through. I think I can do that. No, you know, you're like the worst person to carry me through. <laughs> Every time I say, Rob, could you give me 30 seconds so I can have a drink? Could you say something? You go, 
Ooh. And it was this time I was in uh, <laughs> a deepest, darkest Africa, and uh, I uh, was uh, captured by a tribe there. Just of... like that. And I go, oh, man, that was bad. Okay, we're back. So, um, oh, yeah, I had this whole thing about Mr. Winchester and what he did last week. But that was last week, and uh, you it's know what? It's old funny? news. It's old news. Oh. No, I can use it. I can use it when it's hot. It was when he was he was being a prick last week when it was hot. It's not hot this week. In fact, it's supposed to rain for like four days straight or something like that. So. Oh yeah, thunder showers tomorrow. Yeah. I looked at the weather and there was a little lightning uh, thing coming out of the oh, cloud. Oh, let me tell you about my day. Since you mentioned, <laughs> since you mentioned like that. <laughs> Okay, so I've been sick for a day or two now. Uh, it, it, somebody I knew had this thing where they kept on sleeping all the time. And lo and behold, I got it where I was like sleeping on, have like 30% of my energy. So, uh, but I'm well enough to do the show, which is my energy. But then I, you know, I, I get up, I get ready for the show about an hour before I head to the Winchester building and I'm looking for food. And I got no, like, I got nothing of prepackaged food to eat. So gotta, I, I have to eat a whole plate of potatoes <laughs> before the show and a cinnamon bun. Now, obviously, eating a whole plate of potatoes <laughs> and cinnamon bun did not, uh, let's say, mix well with my tummy, <laughs> as Rob found out when I got to the Winchester building. Uh, he, uh, he got a puke on the ceiling and the walls. <laughs> and so that was the start of the show. Oh, and then when I came over... First thing, this is the this is what you call a bad day. First thing, I'm in the thing, I'm in my car driving over, not feeling well, and then boom, it starts to shower. Like I don't mean shower, I mean like tropical like, tropical rain for like five minutes, and I'm like, oh, that's great. And then I look at my uh, gas meter, and it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> if you can get to the Winchester building and back. On the gas that you have, that's great because I know after the show I'm in going to be in no shape to get gas. So I'm just praying I have enough gas to get home and then I can go to the to the gas station tomorrow. And it's just been one of those days. Hey, listen, I got some gas in the shed out back. It's about a, a liter or so, but uh, let me have any share. I think it's a uh, the liter <laughs> in the shed. I was like, in the shed, and just come on by and get it. It's like, yeah. screw you. It's this mob top cocktail that I never got the opportunity to use. Yeah, you are quite the anarchist, aren't you? See, One this show was days. going like last week because <laughs> I had like last week we had to make up a bunch of stuff that wasn't good, and this week because I had to cut out a whole bunch of stuff because it didn't pertain to this week because it's last week's script. It's another train wreck. But you know what? We're gonna we're we're gonna do something good in this last uh, fifty that... minutes. Best thing about last week. What's that thing? Was we hit the forty-five to fifty minute yeah, mark, yeah, we did. Which, which is good. The sad thing about last week is that it took no script, which means we didn't know what we were talking about <laughs> half the time. So it's like, well, let's just review the record at fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, and we well, no, that's uh, it was about the right amount of time—a half an hour to talk about the uh, the record. Yeah, yeah. But that's the first time I think we've come in under an hour. In a long time. Oh, it's, it's the first. You know what? We haven't come in under 50 minutes. And I don't know if we did or not. I can't remember what time it was. But there might have been the one. only show I can remember that we, the last show we came in under 50 minutes was the George Harrison All Things Was Past show. 
And I, that's one of my favorite episodes. So that's why I always say that's how long the show should be. But then I write so much funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm burdened with being a genius. It's got to come out. Yeah. I've seen what happens to geniuses who don't let it out. They explode. Really? Yeah, I think so. Like a big fat muffin. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of that damned album? Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, let's cross out the part where you tell the story about the testicle. <laughs> you did that last week. On the, and then we got sidetracked halfway through the story. So, uh, Man, maybe I should have wrote a new script for this week. <laughs> nah. I hope anybody didn't start listening last week and thought, you know what, maybe they just had a bad show last week. Let's give them another week. And then they come here. You know what? Next week there will be a new script. And I probably oh. won't feel as crappy as I do today. Next week will be, be fresh. You know what? It'll be so fantastic. And we'll have another band that carried on without their lead singer. And you have to guess what it is. If you can guess what it is, we will review that album. So send your guesses in, people. Oh, yeah. I was going to guess, but I already know. I was going to why is you yeah, you me? already know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are we already going to the? Uh, we already going to the commercial. <laughs> okay, it's going to be a quick show today because we're already going to the going to the commercial from Sid's Discount Sex Toy Warehouse. Now uh, I'm going to give you a, a minute to get ready because we got we just got sent over the the copy today from Sid for the commercial. So Rob guy. has to get into uh, you got to get into uh, commercial mode. I think I could do a commercial any time. We're losing people big time. Okay, anytime. so so Is anyways, it? you know what we're doing? We're doing a commercial for Sid's Discount Sex Story Warehouse. Uh, what do you think about that, Rob? I think it's time for us to make our money, gentlemen. Do you have a problem satisfying your woman or male lover because the size of your dinky wink? Well, fear no more, because at Sid's Discount Sex Toy Warehouse, we have the perfect apparatus to make you more manly. It's the penis pumper, or PP, as we call it. Now all you have to do is put on the PP, put the PP on your PP, and pump that sucker for 10 minutes four times every day, and by the second or third month, you will notice some sort of change to your Wonka Donk, or we will give you your money back, or in exchange for another item in the warehouse. So don't wait. The penis bumper is waiting to grab a hold of your beat meat right now. The penis bumper is ready for ordering online for the one-time low price of $75. That's right, $75 this week only at Sid's Discount Sex Story Warehouse. Woo-hee! You know, remind me, Rob. <laughs> I have to have a talk with uh, Uptown Mike after the show about one or two things, I think. Maybe about uh, the quality of our sponsors. I've noticed for, for sponsors, I, I, maybe he's just looking in a singular field here. He's just he's going on the computer. <laughs> I think that is the problem, is that he's like, you know what, what, what am I interested in? Oh, you know, that would be good sponsors. I'd sure like mm -hmm. to help out this business. <laughs> Yeah, we need, we need more high quality. We, I'm not putting down Sid. Sid, I hope your business is really well. And Sid's uh, a good guy. Sid's a good yeah. guy. 
gives us discounts on things. I'm not going to tell you what Rob buys, but we, um, <laughs> but you know, we, why don't we you get like, I don't know. Why don't we get like a, a, a respectable place? I'm not that Sid's is not, okay, let's drop it. <laughs> Cause we need the money. Sid pays a bit. Sid's got money. That's all I'm going to say. And he's got a few other, uh, mediums that will advertise for him. Certainly not in the manner he'd like. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what he thought when he was thinking of spending his uh, commercial money. Um, hey, we have we have a new segment this week. In fact, Rob, 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 are you listening? I don't believe it. Are you listening? I am now. <laughs> I wasn't just for a bit there. I was we thinking have something else. Two new segments. Not today, but we have a new segment that we're starting today Absolutely. and next week. We have another new segment, which I can't reveal, oh. but it's fantabulous. <laughs> I got something else to be excited about. This this new not... segment is not something to get excited about. Because... I, was, I was talking about Sid's Discount Sex Warehouse. Oh, yeah. That's always <laughs> always get excited about that because Sid about. has quality products at a quality price. And now, a selection. And good selection. <laughs> See, Sid will like that. Sid will like our bullshit. So, um, okay. So we're, uh, yeah, I don't know about this one. I really liked it when I wrote it. But now that I've, I've stewed on it for two weeks, I've never, never stew on an idea for two weeks. No. I'm thinking this is not a good one. You got to do it just like it's, uh, I'm, like I'm it's come to your it, mind. I'm going to do it like I'm enthused about it, which I'm not. But I'm going to I'm going to portray this. You're going to attempt to fake some. I'm going to do my Marlon Brando on this and give my best method acting and just think that I think this is the most wonderful idea I've heard ever. All right. This new segment is called Gary's Story Time. Gary's got a story and he's going to oh, tell it to tell. you in time. Okay, so. That was beautiful. It was. Yeah, I got emotional halfway through. So this is where. Don't read the script. I don't like when you read the script. You know that. Put it you're away. Gonna, you're mm. gonna just. I'm gonna. You're gonna be staring at me. I'm not gonna be talking, and I, you'll know why. Okay. <laughs> this is where I tell a story that actually happened to me, or that I dreamt about, <laughs> that has some sort of musical connection. Now. I got now this this sounds like a bad idea. It's actually I, it might be good. I don't know. But this is true. Now I actually probably at least once a week have a musical dream. <laughs> and I know to people that may sound crazy, but I have I had a I had a girlfriend who's now a friend of mine and the reason that I really liked dating her and going out with her is that she knew nothing about music because my life was consumed with it. And uh, this is how consumed my life is with music is that I have musical dreams <laughs> with actual musical stars in them. <laughs> and uh, at night, of course. So it when was, you sleep. Oh, when I sleep, yeah, not during the day <laughs> when I'm walking around and think people are, uh, hey, look, it's Rod Stewart. Um, but one thing was, like, she was so um, oblivious to music, which I loved because it was a nice break. I mean, you can't just do it all the time, like, think about music. And I remember she went with her then new boyfriend to see Bohemian Rhapsody. 
And she said, (laughs) I remember she said to me the next day, she phoned me and said, you know, I never knew that that Freddie Mercury was a member of Queen. <laughs> and I, and, you know, I, the last thing and, I and it was like it was I'm not trying to I'm really not trying to make fun of her because she's a sweet girl and she she doesn't listen to the show so she's not going to hear it and get mad <laughs> she did listen to the show for the for the first week because I told her oh I got this new show you're not going to like it because it's about music and it's about 70s music because she just has like 90s music and pop music blasting in her mm. in her car and she, but she was very nice. You know, she said like, uh, you know, I listened to the first show and even though I didn't understand anything you guys were talking about, it was very ambitious to do. And I'm very proud of you. And I said, wow, that's really good. I don't even think she listened to the whole show. I think she listened like 20 minutes and turned the, the <laughs> but that was very nice. Anyways. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. In fact, I have very few family members or friends that listen to the show. All the people, well, the many people that listen to the show have nothing to do with me. That's weird. So anyways, as I said, this is where I tell a story that happened to me either in real life or in dreams. Now, this is a story that happened in a dream. And this was happened about two weeks ago. Two and a half weeks ago, I had this dream about uh, where I was at a party. And yeah, just grooving. Everybody's kind of like, you know, sitting rocking, around. Rolling. And there's rock and roll playing. And then. People uh, wearing polyester. And then uh, Al Stewart's there. Yeah, you know, people wearing polyester. Al Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, time passages, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Don't ruin the fucking story. <laughs> I know Al just Stewart. Say, yeah. Al Stewart, he owes me no, money. No, just say fucking yeah. Don't 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 <laughs> don't start putting song titles in there. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm sitting talking to some people. I can't remember. Maybe a couple of ladies. Maybe you know. But all all of a sudden, he comes up to the group where we're sitting down, and he goes like, uh, "Hey." Would you like to hear a song? <laughs> so I go, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to go to the washroom here. But uh, when I come back, why don't you, that'd be a good idea. But, but how about, you know, you play anything you want, but don't play that fucking time passages because <laughs> it's a great song, but you know, I've heard it, you know, since 1978, like uh, 40,000 times. A. So M. if you could if you could not play time passages, that'd be great. And he says, Yeah, man, well, yeah, okay. Well, I'll wait till you come back. And so I went to the washroom and then I come back and I already hear him playing. So he didn't wait for me, for one thing. <laughs> and he started playing. So what the fuck is he playing? Time passages. Oh, is that like a snub or is he have a short memory? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a dream. How am I supposed to know? But I didn't. I didn't feel it was a snub. I just felt. I just felt like in the dream when I came walking back, like he was. You know, I'm gonna play time pass. Everybody wants to hear it. They're kind of probably when I left, everybody was saying, "Hey, why don't you play time passages, man?" I'm not gonna do that request for the guy who just left. <laughs> <laughs> I might do something for the people who are yeah, here. Yeah, because it was just one guy saying, "Don't play it," and then everybody's kind of he grabs the guitar, right, the acoustic guitar, and he says, "Yeah, what do you guys want to hear?" And everybody says, "Time passages." He's not gonna listen to the guy who just went to the bathroom, so he's playing it, and then he finishes, you know, time passages. And then uh, everybody's kind of like clapping, you know, you get 
seven people clapping or whatever. And, and then I go, you know what, Al? I told you not to play time passages. <laughs> did you tell him what would happen to him if you did? <laughs> I would no, I was just mad. I, I, it was a party. It's, it's a festival. Okay, yeah. So I was just like, come on, man. Like I told you not to play time passages. And you can't play Year of the Cat because it's too difficult to play without like the instrumentation. It's, it's going to sound lame. It's not an acoustic guitarist type of song. So I, you, but you have so many great songs. Why can't you play something else? You disappoint me, and I walked away. <laughs> and that is Gary's story time for this week. I wish I had something to match that. I got nothing. Was that good or not? I don't know. <laughs> it's true. I don't know if it was if it was a good segment or not, but I I enjoyed it. It was amusing to me at the time when I dreamt it. I was going like, "Fuck that, El Stewart Randy." It's like you know. <laughs> <laughs> like what's what's your problem? This may be the second worst show we've done. Which show was last I'm week? Waiting for maybe there'll be a real story coming. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna keep doing this 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 Gary story time, and uh, don't we'll reveal. see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see in the future if people like it or not. Because this is only the first story. I got a lot of really good stories, or at least I think they're good stories. I say don't reveal whether it's like a dream or no. Real. But the time that me and Bruce Springsteen went driving and, and uh, on the Arizona Highway was a pretty good one. Springsteen. Not for real in my dream. Springsteen with two T's. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, man, I got my stomach's rumbling. We got to get through this show. Man. Oh, yeah. Let's rock <laughs> and roll. My stomach is feeling like time for a washroom, man. Um, okay, this week's email. And we got one. Oh, email. Oh, we got one. See, I'm really off today. Email. Email. I like email. You, you like, like email. email. We all like, like email. So this week's email is from Amy Frew of Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada. How do you do, Amy Frew? Um, <laughs> you like that? That'd would, be a good opening line if I met Amy. I'd say, hey, Amy, how do you do, huh? <laughs> so I like me rhyming. <laughs> I kind of you know, rhyming is always a sign of coolness. As far as that's like you're going to begin a song. How do you do, Amy Prue? Da 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 da. So Rob, will you, <laughs> will you please read Amy's question? Uh, I think I can read it. Hey Gary, do you really dislike up down Mike as much as you say? You do, or is it all an act? Do you want to read that again and maybe in a <laughs> proper way? I'll try it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what's Rob? Rob, could you tell me what Amy's question is? Hey, Gary, do you really dislike Uptown Mike as much as you say you do? Or is it all an act? I dislike Uptown Mike. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I don't dislike Uptown Mike the person because the Uptown Mike is actually a great guy. When he's not producing the show, but, professionally. but as a producer, yeah, as producer uptown, my yeah. as professionally, he uh, he's a ball licker is the only thing I can, and I don't I don't mean that disparagingly for for men or women who who lick balls. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You want to go <laughs> and do that, that? But he shouldn't be doing that while he's producing our show. <laughs> is what I'm saying. But what if uh, it's just a dog's balls? Is that worse? Well, that's bestiality, and he shouldn't be doing that anyways with uh, with the dog. The dog's in I mean, you're allowed to almost ago. do anything nowadays, so. <laughs> so Quite the contrary. To say, but I don't mean it 
Literally, I mean, he's the kind of guy who's a like you get you get shit for anything you say <clears throat> nowadays. No, you don't. Well, we don't. We because don't because we don't care. But he's a ball <laughs> licker. Like the guy's incompetent, and he needs uh, us. We don't need him. In fact, we wish he'd leave because we do much better alone than when he's here. So the answer is, we actually really like Uptown Mike as a person, but as a producer and professionally, um, there are balls involved. Yeah, less so. Less so balls or what? Less so balls. <laughs> we like him less so. Oh, we like him less so with no balls. With no balls. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you were talking about our friend Lesso Balls. He's a good guy. <laughs> a friend of that detective. <laughs> Lesso Balls. So, yeah, this show. Listen, this show is not going to be kept in no time capsule, but remember it because you're going to, when we have a really good show like next week, you're going to be saying, man, I'm, I really miss when they sucked like last week. <laughs> we, we needed this other, this good show as a reference for comparison. <laughs> so we can grade them on the scale and uh, the scale is, is vast. <laughs> Love yes. distance. So Amy, for that incredible question, we are going to send you a whole box of, of penis pumpers. That's 75 bucks a piece. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, usually we send the rice cakes, which costs almost next to nothing. But now yeah. we're actually sending, maybe they're free from Sid. I don't know. Or Uptown Mike is. This is Uptown Mike's uh, idea. So, so that you can enjoy at your leisure or probably not remember. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, all. Uh, what? <laughs> See, this is where we should edit because I got really confused. But we're not going to edit because I don't feel well today. No. And I don't want to spend any more time editing than I have to. This train's not slowing <laughs> down through town. So we're going to send you the penis pumper, which you can enjoy at your leisure or probably not. I don't know what that means. Why did I write that? Uh, remember, all emails should be sent to soundsfromthe70s at gmail.com. And please, you know, Rob, you know, no nude photos, please. <laughs> I mean, no, no nude photos. Uh, you ladies, please don't send nude photos, says our lawyers, because we just, we won't read them. Well, we'll read them because we don't know that they're nude photos inside the email. But we won't be happy because they are very sexy nude photos. And fellas, any nude photos you send in will be redirected to Uptown Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we're, se we're sending your, your letters where they will be appreciated. <laughs> so, well, I'm warning you, you may not want what you think you want. Remember, that's uh, ah, sounds from the 70s at gmail.com. You see, I for like 15 shows, I never gave the email address unless you would actually say it because I always forgot. Now I write it every time, and now you know it. And the only question, no, I don't know it. I had to look at it twice. <laughs> no, I don't. I do know it if I have to think about it. I know it without the uh, well, anyway. Okay. So What's she going to do with the whole box of penis pumpers? It's That's not a whole box, question. you creep. It's just a penis pumper. Oh, okay. You creep. <laughs> you degenerate. Um, Sorry, I was uh, trying to wrestle with the metal picture. <laughs> don't. Trust me. Don't. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a she, woman. I forgot. I she, don't give a shit. Listen, I don't feel good. Did I tell you people? I'm a little under the weather. So it's a good uh, lady gift. Maybe she has a girlfriend and the girlfriend wears one of those. 
I don't know if I, I, I want to get off this topic. <laughs> <laughs> is it time to get to the album? It is time to get to the album. And we're today we're talking about well, the next two weeks we're talking about uh famous singers who have left their bands and how the band carried on with albums after they left, whether it was by death or whether it was by death by commerciality. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, I believe the uh, the politically correct phrase is um, uh, is something differences uh, the musical differences. That's it. That's it. Thank you. So we're talking about the first album made after Jim Morrison died by the Doors. Other voices. I'm not going to give. If if I have to give background information on the Doors, you people have problems. Um, but we'll just say, of course, as everybody knows, Jim Morrison died in July of 1971. And the thing that astonishes me, not that the Doors carried on, that kind of astonishes me because you got one of the best lead singers ever and their great lyricist and incredible charisma, and then you carry on. That's that's none of my business. That's none of my beeswax. You okay? think they should have done something different then? Maybe not at the time. It's hard to know. It's hard to know at the time what was good. Uh but what surprises me is that Jim Morrison died in July and they had an album ready by October and released it, not even an album ready by October, but had released it by October is what I mean. And um, another professional band, only they go in two weeks, they're done recording. Well, what really happened was when Jim was in Paris taking that break that he was taking where he died, they were already had come put together most of the songs for the album already. And they were just waiting for him to come back to put the lyrics on and listen to the songs and put his own stamp on them and, and all that stuff. Do his thing. Do his thing. Mm. And then, and one more great idea was that the record company, it seems like, no, I can't say this is fact, but it seems like the record company was trying to cash in on on his death by releasing an album as soon as possible when all the, you know, when all the hoopla is happening, so... It's just a real quick turnaround because you don't see that nowadays. It takes if somebody in a in an important band leaves or dies, it takes a band a year to decide whether <laughs> they're going to stay together. Yeah, and then it takes them two years to release their next album after somebody has died. So. What are we going to do? That's the the, the question we're faced with. The... Let's talk, let's talk about this. Uh, no, seriously, everything takes so long nowadays. Like it really does. Everything just takes a decision. Just takes forever. And back then. Everything just moved so everything just, you know, we had three albums a year, two albums a year. Everything was just work, work, work. Everything was done really quick back then. Well, if you'd, uh, you know, do it every day uh, for the full day, like uh, instead of work, yeah, you get well, a lot, yeah. you could get a lot done. There, Like we said before in a couple of episodes of this show, there was not a lot of distractions back then <laughs> like we have now. It was, yeah. you know, we didn't have all these distractions of, media and stuff and you just did work because that's all there was really to do and uh you can understand it when you look at it at the time nobody said at the time wow that's a quick turnaround nobody said it. the only person who said it was me <laughs> true well, that's only for me yeah, yeah. yeah comparing with uh, what it's like now comparing with what it's like now to what it was like then nobody in all the reviews that i read ever said wow they released an album just like four months after he died and uh that was not even an issue. The issue was just, uh, is this album good? Now, actually, surprisingly, um, even though there, 
there were obviously bad reviews for this album. And they made another album after this in 1972 before they decided to call it quits because their magic was not there and they kind of knew that without Jim Morrison. But um, the reviews were not that bad. Rolling Stone actually gave, you would think, who would just, for no other reason, because it was an open wound, <laughs> would savage their two albums, actually gave both albums good reviews that they released after Jim Morrison died. Some people didn't, but mostly very people, the critics, and trust me, critics were savage in the 70s. <laughs> they were very, they let up a little bit. Like, even if they didn't like it, they understood the circumstances and were very sympathetic to the band, even though they may not have liked the album much. Um, uh, I, I thought I, that was very interesting. I view more as uh, when you said uh, cashing in afterwards, more like, uh, you know, a famous artist dies and the, uh, the art goes up just because he's dead. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, what the record company might have uh, been expecting. Oh yeah, record companies don't give a shit about <laughs> it, about about art, artistic. They want to cash in if there's money to be made because uh, about all that stuff, you know. Then do it. Cash do in. it. Before we talk about the actual album, uh, I want to talk about uh when i first heard of these albums and i remember the they had the old uh, history of rock and roll shows that they used to have on and it would be like like 70 hours <laughs> over like three months and uh they don't have they don't have anything like it anymore that's one of the reasons we have this show what i want to do the show was they used to have these uh shows syndicated shows on on radio where uh Sometimes it'd be a whole weekend, and uh, then and then they would do a, an hour each night, uh, and it used to be endless because they would do e- almost every important artist in rock and roll from the beginning, like in 1955, until current, which was like 1978, 79, 80, whatever the year was, and they would do every artist that they could think of, and then they would play all the hits, and then they would talk about every album. It would just be a narrator you know, like a voiceover person, but he, oh, would, yeah. he would talk about it and you would find out about every band and every artist. And it was like an education, but it was entertaining because they would play the music and then you'd figure out, do I like Stevie Wonder or not? Well, I do. It's great songs they're playing or this band sucks, you know, this type of thing. It actually taught you about music, which while you're being entertained and learning, you're learning about music while being, or learning about rock and roll while you're being entertained. And so they did a piece on the doors, and of course it was a long piece, probably a couple hours, and then they got to, uh, or maybe an hour, I don't know, they played all the hits, and then they got to the two albums, which I never even knew at the time that they had two albums after Jim Morrison died, and then it got brisked over. Right. Oh, the only one I'd heard of after he died was uh, when they got together and did the music for An American Prayer. And what year was that? That was 78, and I, that's the one I remember too. 78, okay. Yeah. And um, I remember that too. And then, I, but they bristed over like it was like like bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was surprising because even they, you know, they would always have interviews too with band members and artists while they were doing the show. And they would have they had a clip of Ray Manzarek saying, you know, we made two albums after Jim died, but the magic wasn't there, so we decided to something like that. We decided to fold up the tent, and the albums didn't do well. And the albums were, you know, were only in print. They only got one issue, you know, and then they went out. So it was, I I never, I never, I don't even know when I saw the first 
other voices album or the other album <laughs> that was released after i mean it was i've it never was seen really one. hard to find really hard to find i've never i've done the, 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 this album and the, the one we're reviewing next week they, they were only ever rumors to me yeah <laughs> for a long time it was to me just rumors <clears throat> and uh so it's kind of neat that it has in the last 10 years or so become uh much more well known as far as people should at least listen to these albums instead of burying them people had a had a thing back in the 70s and early 80s of burying albums if if it was an embarrassment or something like that but now almost everything gets put up to the front eventually yeah well it doesn't cost uh, much of anything to reproduce information now back then you were taking a big piece of vinyl and uh I mean, uh, the vinyl alone and the cardboard packaging, uh, a buck, two bucks. That's a good point. Though. <clears throat> now you're taking up a lot of part of that a history bit of a, rock and roll show now, by talking about something that nobody cares about. Also, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you yeah. make a good point: is that once uh, something doesn't do well, you don't want you move on. That was also a thing of that yeah. time: was that you just moved on. There was so much coming out back then. Uh, there was no nostalgia back then, not like today. Yeah, today uh, I, I, I meet the kids who... Uh, I, I, did you ever listen to your, your, your parents' or grandparents' music? <laughs> Are yeah. you trying to make yeah. me laugh? Exactly. <laughs> but kids today, they're listening to the parents' and grandparents' music. Yeah, but that's because our music was good. Yeah, I guess they had the musicians who... Uh, not that not that our not that our parents or grandparents' music wasn't good, because Frank Sinatra and all that was great. It I wasn't, listened to a lot of Frank you know, Sinatra, it, actually. I, I, but at the time, it was not that adventurous. That no. is the one thing it really stuck to a rock and roll. Definitely broke the mold. That rock and roll was kind of now you can do anything. Yes, and <laughs> the other one was very actually very adult. You'd get kicked right out of the Grand Ole Opry. If there you, was uh, there was there was no kids' music. You're right. You got the Grand Ole Opry, which you had to be so special to be on, and then you had uh, the crooner music. You know the pop, well, as yeah. it was called at the time, the pop music, and which was almost geared for 40 year old people and up. <laughs> it was very. There was really no music except for the black music, the R and B, the the gospel, the uh, and really that's it, and the blues. But a lot of white kids didn't get into the blues because you just couldn't find the records because they're not going to put records in those days. We're really getting off topic. <laughs> we got to go back, Rob. We gotta, yes, I'm yes, sorry, yes. But we do. Um, let's talk about the album. Uh, I've heard this album many times over the last six or seven years. And uh, I, I, I come to the same conclusion all the time. It's a good album it's not it's not bad it's not great it's uh it leaves me with the same kind of way i'm talking right now every time i listen to it. <laughs> eh, well, it's not bad i you know i i play it quite often sometimes just because it's pleasant music it's not mind-bending music it doesn't make me think too much so sometimes when i'm in a mood not to not to really want to get invested in the music, I'll put this on because there's a very smooth yeah, quality to it. Yeah, this is the sort of thing you can do other stuff to while it's playing, and it won't piss you off. Yes, this is music <laughs> that won't piss you off, and that—that's actually yeah, not—is—is yeah. is not entirely a bad thing. I'm the I, same way with television. <laughs> yes, and I do have put on television. I rob those, and I think people who have heard me on the show when I write 
like skits or songs that I actually have the music on the, the TV on because it's and I put something that's not very important on because I like it's it just it just does something for me. It's like I, it's not important, but it's there. I call it the campfire effect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know, the problems, of course, if we wanted to talk about them, is that uh Rayman's Eric singing is it's not bad, but it's pretty damn bland. Very bland. Yeah. And Robbie Krieger does not sing very well. So maybe and I guess the option of getting a singer right after Jim Morrison was not a good idea either. Which brings the, the one point, how would you replace Jim Morrison? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think you do. I think you have I think you have Raymond Zarek who is good enough to make a record with. Not good enough to make a great record with, but he's good enough to make a record with. So okay, well we can do the vocals because if we if we actually get a vocalist to uh, somebody to actually replace Jim Morrison, that would be heresy. I mean, that would be just like crazy. Yeah. So I yeah, actually like their decision. Thing. It's not. It's really a bad decision. Whatever they do, it really is. <laughs> They're yeah. not good enough singers to carry a band because they are great instrumentalists. Yeah, and, and that's that they're not meant to be singing. It's just you know the band plays together and they get to know each other well musically and the, they make good music together. Ah, if only something could have happened where they could have had enough su success to stay together. That uh, yeah, that would have been nice. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit actually uh, about why they kind of parted, which I thought was interesting. Um, but to get to the songs, uh, there were two songs I just really liked. Two songs I really liked and one I thought was really good. Uh, I, I should say two songs I thought were really standouts to me, which I, I think are just, wow, great, uh, which is Ships With Sails. I just love that song. That's the one, yeah. That's yeah. a fantastic song. It's got that great, uh, great uh, acoustic bass. That's the one that really stood out to me. Yeah. And that long instrumental part where when you're listening to it, you know you're listening to The Doors. Yes. You know it. <laughs> These are great musicians. Yeah, I tell you, when the, when the vocals weren't there and it was just in the instrumental parts, yeah, I was listening to a Doors album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that reminded me of something The Doors would do, like with Jim Morrison. And I, I, I thought that was just a highlight of the album. Uh, but the highlight of the album to me, something I think was just fabulous, was Down on the Farm. Uh, I just think it's 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 the the spotlight on the album. Uh, if there's pretty close with Ships with Sails, but Down on the Farm was really good, and it seemed to have a, a an energy to it that some of the other songs didn't have. Um, definitely, this was Down on the Farm was actually the one was actually a song written for L.A. Woman and presented to the band. And uh, Jim Morrison said, no, I don't think we're ready for that one yet. So that was actually an L.A. Woman song that Jim probably sang in rehearsal, at least. And oh, uh, They could have, like, uh, put his vocals on Well, they could have. <laughs> that would have been really strange. Every song has, has their vocals except one. <laughs> but I really like that song. And the other one's... Uh, um, oh no, the other one I, I like was Tightrope Ride, which is about Jim Morrison and how you ride the tightrope ride between life and death and blah, blah, blah. And I thought Ooh. that was a little forced, but it was pretty rocking. And last song, side two? Side one. Okay, last song. It's one of the one they mentioned Brian Jones on. Sure. And uh, that was, 
I like that song. I thought, again, I thought that was a little bit forced, but it was still a good song. And uh, the other ones uh, were nice. I, there wasn't a weak song on it, but they're also, other than those three songs, they, that didn't stand out either. You know, Ships with Sails is the only one that, uh, definitely I thought I'd uh, put on a compilation tape or something. <clears throat> that one didn't stand out too much. I only got two listens to it, so, uh, but uh, I, like I say, I was listening, and the music, it's the doors that changes the, uh, the, uh, those things they do in between the changes, dun, 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 the, uh, the, the episode. The dun, dun, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's the doors. It's yeah. like, you totally knew it. It, it, it got me asking, uh, you know, maybe if they mix the vocals differently, uh, or uh, maybe if they uh, done the album and not called themselves the doors. How I, I think <laughs> that's the biggest wonder for me is, and again, we're going to go to why they, they broke up, but wasn't that one of the first things you thought of is like this wouldn't be half bad if they didn't have that stigma of calling themselves the yeah i got two reviews for it one is for like uh uh me hearing it and what i think and the other is for like uh, if someone with didn't know of the doors if they had heard it for the first time it's like uh, a single album uh, what they might think of it and uh... well i was thinking rob in that same sort of thought would i buy this album <laughs> if 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 this was just a, a new band or a band that I hadn't heard and there was no Jim Morrison, would I buy this album if the name was uh, the... the Knobs instead of the Doors? <laughs> would I buy this album? And I don't think I would, but if it was played to me, I would enjoy it like I did. It's funny, but how you can't judge every album the same. You have to judge albums by the history, by what's going on, by a lot of things. It's not yeah. just what you hear. It's what's going on. And that's why this may get judged. And I don't know how I would judge this album, but if it was just a band that yeah. had no names and it just started, I can't tell you because that's not a fact, right? So I can only, I'm already, we're, anybody who knows the Doors is biased towards this record one way or the other. Yeah. And they have to, they have to know whether they like it depending on. They're going to compare it. To on the history. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they have to compare what's been done it. Before. Exactly. And. I would like that. I I I I'm I don't know how much I would like this if it was an unknown band who just came out, but I know I wouldn't hate it for sure. I wouldn't hate it. No, I definitely. I'd be kind of like. Uh, I'd be grooving to a bunch of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. If I if I in fact if this is the first album and I heard songs like Ships with Sails and Down on the Farm, I'd say, well, this is a good effort for a first album. This band has a lot of uh, possibilities. I think I would in a way. Yeah. Well, I tell you that. The one thing uh, with the vocals, I got to thinking of uh, the the last two weeks when we did the punk albums, the difference between Dave Vanian and Johnny Rotten. And whereas Dave Vanian, uh, you know, I'm understanding a few of his words. I'm not hearing a lot of them. Uh, whereas with Johnny Rotten, when he sang, you couldn't ignore it. You couldn't tune it out. It was impossible. <laughs> It was, it was impossible. Jim Morrison was very similar in that way. You couldn't, uh, when he sang, you had to listen. And you heard every word. Yeah. And that's why, that's what's uh, missing on uh, this album, is that presence. And if... Present, you know what? That's what's missing <laughs> on this album, is the presence. It is. It is. I actually think... If they had that a forceful singer... Would, if they had a forceful singer with magnetism... Even with the same lyrics, which aren't great, but even with yeah. the same lyrics, 
an actual professional singer might have really changed my mind because I thought the you know the uh, the actual lyrics and the uh, the, the melodies were, were fine. They were yes. great. These are well. I, I have nothing mm. bad to say about any of these songs. As no. I as I've stated earlier, the writing, I actually and playing. think yes, the writing. Of course, the playing and the writing. There's nothing wrong with the writing. The actual thing is the presence. There's no presence to a lot of these songs. There's no mystique and there's uh, no. I don't know. There's no. Yeah, you said it earlier. You can put this on in the background and. You can kind of tune it out and just have it on the background. It doesn't force you. But a good singer would have changed all that. Good yeah. singer would have forced these songs on you, and maybe it could have changed your opinion on every song on this album. I, I think if Jim Morrison uh, had not died and had done this album, it would probably be my record collection. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it would. <laughs> I agree with you, because I, I hear a lot in this record that just the vocals and the mm. lack of energy, the lack of not having Jim there, yeah. really diminishes this album not 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 as a whole yeah. but i mean as the doors in general it's like oh you this... know we have to sing and you know and we're doing our best <laughs> kind of like a sympathy card <laughs> you know but which they deserve to play but you know what and then we get to the second album uh full circle which i have heard just as many times it's not a good as album you could see the band slipping there are actually a couple of bad songs in fact my my least favorite door song ever is on that album so as we were talking about uh it was after that album that ray manzarek said and i didn't know this till like this week i always thought that the band amicably decided okay that's enough it's not really working and we're going to break up but actually it was ray manzarek who said those kind of words because they had actually planned to go to england and find a lead singer Okay. And carry on because the musicianship is so great. Yeah, you'd want to kind of hang on to that. You right. Want to preserve it. That's what John Denzel and Robert Krieger wanted to do. And that was their plans. They were going to go, and one of their people they wanted to get was Ziggy Pop, which would have been interesting. <laughs> they wanted to see if Ziggy Oh, that might have been cool. I think that would have been really cool. And they had other people that they had in mind. And I, and I, I think about it now. I think that's a fantastic idea. But for some reason, and they were really, and then they even had the suggestion that you had said, uh, Densmore and Krieger said, well, let's change the name of the band and let's just play. Let's change yeah, it to let's another band and not have the history behind it. But we three have this chemistry. Let's just yeah. play. And Ray just said, you know what? We've had too much history. And I get both points of view. He said, you know what? It's just hard to eliminate the history you've already had. And I see, I can see both points of view the doors really clear. Could not shake the doors. Just because you change the name doesn't mean it makes everything different. It's just like when you say you have problems and then you move someplace, your problems don't go away just because <laughs> you move. I see both points of view. I think both. I think trying yeah. trying with another lead singer would have been a really good thing. Um, but I, I also know that if one person is not really into it and feels that it's running yeah. some course, that you kind of have to go by that too. Because you don't want somebody doing it just for the sake of, well, if you guys want to do it, well, <laughs> you know. I get, yeah. You'd have to, yeah, you want everyone into that thing because you, you can't sing a song uh, that you don't believe in. Uh, the character will right. come across. Uh, and if and if you really miss Jim Morrison, which I think Ray was very close to Jim, I think it just affected him to the point where you said, you know what, I 
I just, I just, I just I'm don't going. feel it anymore. I just don't feel that it's right. And you can't deny when somebody says that. You can't just scoff it off. And it's just too bad because these are young guys. Jim Morrison died when he was 27. And these guys, you know, Rayman's Eric was a little bit older. But these guys were still in their late 20s, early 20s. very early 30s. And they really were just starting as musicians. And they didn't do a heck of a lot after. I mean, they did release albums separately and stuff and in bands. But they never came close to what they could have done as a three-piece because they had such magic as a three-piece together. Yeah. And... Um, but then again, they made enough music for a lifetime, as we're finding out <laughs> uh, 50 odd years later that the doors are still being played everywhere you look. So. I have three of the six albums, the studio. Well, I was a big door stop. We won't get into that because we're running out of time. <laughs> but I, I I got into that whole uh, No One Here Gets Out Alive book and <laughs> Apocalypse yeah. Now thing. And I was a big door snut in the early 80s. And I bought all the albums. And I was like, I... I hate to admit it, but there was a time when I thought Jim was still alive in the desert someplace. <laughs> I was a big Doors nut, and uh, our friend uh, Dave turned me on a lot of the Doors. We can't mention Dave's last name. He's in BC now, but uh, he used to play drums he's, with us. He's in a better place. He's, he's in a better place because he's not playing drums with us. <laughs> but he actually, when we were in high school, got me, or in junior high, going into high school, got me into the Doors big time, gave me the book. No one here gets out alive, and uh, I was hooked from then on. And uh, it's really hard to call about whether they should have gone on or not. Uh, it seems by these two albums they shouldn't have, but they had good ideas going like forward. Yeah, I just it's a selfish uh, wish that uh, for me that they would have carried on. Yeah, but there's more to it than than just the music. <clears throat> you know, they, like we said, there's the history, yeah. there's the emotions involved, and maybe it's just too much. I give the album, sorry, I give the album three stars, solid three. This, I, I listen to this album quite a bit, and it's and it's not because it's a great album. Like I said before, it's just a very pleasant album. It's not bad in any sense of the word. Uh, the vocals are not bad; no. they're just bland, and they're not they're not a, a, a what you would constitute singing on a, on a regular album would be like if somebody presented the demo tape of this to a record company they say great stuff now get a singer <laughs> <laughs> you know uh so with all those considerations yeah i give it a solid three i yeah for musically i gave it the three and a half i took the uh, star and a half away from just uh it, it's fascinating to me to take that one piece away from something that works so well and it just ceases to be what it is I'm calling the the doors uh, without Jim Morrison. Uh, they were a three-legged table. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like and I'm not said, talking a triangular table. <laughs> people say like, uh, what does one person mean? Even even a, a legend like Jim Morrison and just the presence alone yeah. is huge. Let alone the lyrics. Let alone the singing. Let alone everything else. Because all the other stuff was still there. Yeah. And all the other stuff. That's the waste. I was still I'm sorry, it's the waste of a life because of how he died and, and, and everything, but it's also a waste of what they could have been. And yeah. that's that's something you can I mean, geez, they could have been they could have been playing up music. Well, they did play music up until Ray Manzarek died, but that was just playing old Doris music. I mean, they could have the possibilities of what they could have done in the seventies was is unbelievable. They could have been like going on for decades. It would have been like the American Rolling Stones. 
<laughs> Somewhere along the line, Jim was going to die. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't live like that. And, you know, might have been in 74, might have been in 76, but he was going to go. <laughs> I still believe it. Ozzy's only alive because of Sharon for a while. But, uh, <laughs> no, I know there's so many people that you just like Keith Richards. How is Keith Richards still alive? I mean, he should have been he should have been dead in 1967, and there he's still going. So, <laughs> um, that's it. Hey, that's it. I made it through the show. I'm not going to um, uh, do my uh, movie Im imitations. Uh, well, no, because I pretty well cut that piece of crap out. I mean, that that part of the show out. No, but this time it was my decision. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we will uh, talk to you next week when we will have a new album and a new attitude. <laughs> so bye. Well, we'll be back with a whole new attitude.